Good morning, good morning, Victory Church. How you doing? Yeah! Look, my name is Troy. My wife, Darla, and I get the absolute privilege to pastor Victory Church. And if you are visiting with us, a couple things. Let me start off by saying welcome. We're so glad to have you. And secondly, let me explain to you a little bit about what we're doing. You have heard Pastor Brian and Malcolm talk about Find Your Circle. We've been in a series now for about three or four weeks, and it'll actually come to a close next Sunday. Everybody say, aww. Uh, and then after that, we'll go into a little, little side series for a couple of weeks, and then we'll get ramped back up with mixtape, where we're taking secular songs and preaching through them. That's going to be a pretty incredible time. But I want to talk to you real quick about the boxes that we've been talking about at Find Your Circle. Look at this. Isn't this awesome? Doesn't this look awesome? Miss Erica did an incredible job designing this. And so uh, let me explain real quick what we're doing. In a time where our culture is more disconnected than ever, we're claiming to be more connected than ever. And so we've, we've, in our pocket, we've got a phone that has a thousand followers or a thousand friends, and yet we personally are disconnected from people majority of the time. And so one of our passions here at Victory is for you to find your crew, your posse, your circle, a group of people that are beyond the church building and that are there for you whenever you have any kind of need, encouragement, whatever it might be. And so we're doing it in a unique way here at Victory in, in two ways. The first way is that we want you to make your current circle better. And so here's what that means. That means that a lot of us are just kind of, we, we, we have a group of people that we hang out with. Some of them might come to church, some of them might not. Some of them might be coworkers. Some of them might be Christians, some of them might not. But you've got this unique circle, and instead of asking you to abandon that circle and come try to force a new one, we're asking you to go into that current circle and just make it better. Yes, I'm talking about uh, through, you know, the, the concept of Christ, but I'm also just talking about through the concept of being more encouraging and being more there and available for each other and things like that. And the second thing we're wanting you to, to help you do is some of you say, hey, I, I really don't have a circle. Maybe, maybe you used to, but y'all have kind of grown apart, or maybe you moved here recently, or maybe you're just in a new season of life. Um, I had the opportunity this week to sit down with an incredible man, young man. Uh, he's 22 years old. We were sitting across. We were having coffee, and I'm getting to know more and more about him. And as he's talking, I'm learning kind of, you know, what, what he likes in life. And I'm like, man, I know a group of people that I need to introduce you to. And a lot of times that's what happens is that with the season that we're in, maybe we have young kids, maybe our kids are, are gone, they've left the nest, or whatever the situation is, and we need to just find a group of people in that similar circle so that we can do life together. And so we're going to talk more about that um, throughout, throughout today's message, but for people who are hosting a circle, when you go out next Sunday, you'll get this, and you'll get a box, and we'll register it, and then you, you'll immediately start that week with your meetings. I contacted my circle this week and said, hey, y'all need to go ahead and make sure that this night works for you because we're going to kick it off real quick and it's going to be awesome. And so, uh, again, as Pastor Brian said, I want to really push you and encourage you um, today after service. We're going to try to end a little bit early, give you a little bit of time to go out there and have some snacks and some drinks and talk. And so if you are hosting a circle, if you've already been going, uh, yep, I'm going to host a circle. After service, get out there and talk to people. If you see somebody who they look like they're not really sure, you know, if they're, maybe they're newer to the church, whatever, go invite them to your circle. If you, if you are not hosting a circle and you want to be in one, talk to the people you know after church. Go up and say, hey, are you going to a circle? What circle are you going to? I want to go with you. Make sense? Everybody say, I'm going to a circle. I don't know if I believe you or not. I'm going to have to work on that a little bit throughout the rest of the day. All right, if you got your Bibles, turn to the book of Acts chapter 1. You can look at it on your phone. It will also be behind me on the screen. While we've been preaching through this concept of finding your circle, we've been looking at the life of Peter and John. 
because Peter and John were in Jesus' circle. Now, I could get really deep on this, but it's really profound the way that Jesus moved ahead his ministry because he created a small circle, and then when he went to heaven, he encouraged that circle to go out and have their own circles. And this is literally the, the biblical uh, paradigm that, that was left for us, if that's even the right word, that was left for us to be able to disciple and have friendships and that concept. So we're following Peter and John through all kinds of different situations and we're going to go back. I know we had gotten to Acts 12, I think, last week. But we're going to go all the way back to the beginning in Acts 1 because I read something a couple weeks ago that I had never really read before. And it made me go, okay, this is what we need to talk about this Sunday. So here we go, Acts chapter 1. We're going to read about five verses, 9 through 14. And it starts with this. These were his last words. Now that's talking about Jesus. Jesus is hanging out with his disciples, and he begins to speak his last words before he is going. He's already died on the cross and been resurrected. And now he's about to ascend into heaven. So it says, these were his last words. As they watched, they being the disciples, he was taken up and he disappeared in a cloud. And they stood there, I love this, staring into the empty sky, right? So Jesus ascends and they're just like, whoa. Like, like they're just so normal, just like us. Like, dude, did you get that on your Insta story? Like, that was just amazing. And so they're staring at the empty sky, and suddenly two men appear in white robes. All right, they were not at the black and white party. All right, they are angels. And so they appear in white robes, and they said, you Galileans, why do you just stand here looking at, up at the empty sky? This very Jesus who was taken up from among you to heaven will come as certainly and as mysteriously as he left. So they left the mountain called Olives, and they returned to Jerusalem, and it was a little over half a mile. So they're all walking back to Jerusalem. Here's the part we're really going to handle. They went to the upper room that they had been using as a meeting place. And Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, uh, Judas, and son of James, they agreed, can't do the counting on my fingers, but it's 11, they agreed that they were in this for good, completely together in prayer, and the women included, okay? Do me a favor. Look at the person beside you, all right? First, tell them, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Get them. If you got to, smack them a little bit on the face. Smack them a little bit on the face. If you can do that, get them, all right? And I want you to tell them the title of my message. Look at them. Look at them. You ready? Tell them. Say, start with your why. Start with your why. How many of you got kids? Raise your hand if you got kids. Uh, how many of you got kids from about 13 below, age-wise? Raise your hand. Okay. Am I the only one who is enamored with this question? Why? Right? Anybody else experiencing that? Anybody else want to throw your kids off the second balcony just because they won't quit asking? I mean, I hear it all the time. Why? 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 The other day, I was taking Casey Ray from my house to one of her friend's house. It was a 19-minute drive. And I heard literally 1,900 questions on the way from there. Like, we drove past the funeral home, and she was like, Dad, why is there flowers in there? Why are they in there? Why is there concrete? Why is it on the side of the road? It was just, why, 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 why? All these questions, right? Are y'all there? Anybody just fed up with hearing? Thank you, right? If you tell them to go to bed, what do they ask? Why? You tell them to brush their teeth? Why? You tell them to eat their dinner? Why? Because I say so, right? That's a... So a whole nother sermon right there, but because I said so. And, and so, so now because I'm now 35 years old, am I 35, 36? You don't even know. Um, 
I'm 22. There we go. Uh, I look good. I'm actually 73. Okay, so um, that's what I feel like. I got a gray spot right here. Can y'all see that? That right there is you. That's what that is right there. Um, so, so, so here's what I'm learning. Now I'm 35. I, as a kid, I always asked why. As an adult, I wonder why. Right? Because here's what's happened. You have not stopped asking why. You have just stopped asking it out loud. Right? Like every time something happens, we're still asking why. We have just gotten to a place where we don't say it like our kids do, which is out loud where everybody can hear it. So what we do is we kind of ask it inside, and then we allow it to dictate what we do if we don't get the answer. But how can people tell us why if we don't ask the question? Right? And so the more I was thinking about this, and I'm like, okay, over the past couple of weeks, we've talked about who should be in your circle. We've talked about when you should have your circle. We've talked about what to expect from a circle. And we've talked about what you should expect to be an excuse for not having a circle. I mean, we talked about all the who, what, whens. And so I thought it was important that now for just a few moments we talk about why. Why should we have a circle? I, I get it that you're asking me to do this, but, but why? And so here's the question that I want to help answer for you today. Why should I do this? Why, why should I do this, Troy? Like, I got a lot going on. As we talked about last week, I'm busy, and, and you're talking about these circles, and why should I do this? Acts chapter 1 is a pretty cool moment. Think about this. The 11 disciples, because Judas has betrayed Jesus, and he's moved on, and I think it's in Acts 2 that they're going to recruit Stephen to be the new 12th disciple. But the 11 disciples, the Bible said they go back to the place that they had been meeting. Okay, So walk with me for a second. 11 disciples, Jesus ascends, he goes to heaven, Jesus is gone. So they've been following Jesus, been all about Jesus, now Jesus is gone. And they go back to the meeting place where they have been meeting with Jesus. Okay, now not to get like sad or anything, but, it, but if, if you've ever had a family member that's passed or maybe a friend that's moved and, and you've gone back to a place where you used to go with them, you know that there's kind of this void, right? Like the, the first couple times you go there, oh man, I remember coming here with mom or I remember coming here with dad or, or whatever the scenario is. And there's just kind of this weird, awkward moment where this place, I'm so used to this place being here with so-and-so. So these 11 disciples show back up to this meeting room, and Jesus isn't there. Jesus is gone. So they've been meeting with Jesus, but Jesus isn't there. And there's a really uh, significant moment that you see there towards at the end where it says they agreed that they were in this for good. Like, they came to an agreement, hey, you know what? We're still going to do this. And so when I read that, I pictured them having like this powwow, right? Because it's 11 guys, and they're all trying to figure out, hey, why are we doing this again? Why, why are we in this place again because the guy who was leading us is gone so so it's really important for us to know why we're doing this because if we don't know why we're doing this then I don't know that we're going to continue to do it post Jesus so what I think it doesn't say it clear as day but what I, the way I read it is I think they all 11 got together and said hey let's have a little powwow and let's remind ourselves why we are doing this and I think they had that reminder, and then they said, all right, well, hey, I'm good, you good, I'm good, we're good, we're in this for good. I think that's what happened. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like you needed to be explained why, right? You ever been in a place where you needed to be reminded why? I have a friend in Memphis that has a little, little private plane, and one time he invited, I had, I had flown in it multiple times with him, 
but there was a teenager in our youth group that wanted to be a pilot. He wanted to go to school uh, to be a pilot. And I was talking to him. I said, hey, man, I got a friend, has a little plane, so why don't you allow me to take you over there and, and you can fly in the plane? He's like, man, that'd be great. So it ends up being about four or five people, and we show up to the hangar, and we're just kind of hanging out. I'm messing with stuff, pulling levers down, you know, whatever I can do to try to figure out how to waste time. And I'm just waiting on them to tell us. And I watched this individual come over with this, like, uh, paper on, on like, a, like, a clipboard. And, and the first person, first person I watched is the, is the girl that's with us. And the guy goes, uh, how much do you weigh? And I was like, that's rude, right? <laughs> like, you know, and, and then she said her weight, and I was like, mm, she lying. <laughs> you know, like, she a little off. And then, then, then he went over to the, to, the, to the young man that I brought from the youth group and asked him for his weight. And he said his weight, and I was like, he lying too. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? People, and then he came over to me. And he said, you know, can I get your weight? And I was like, sure. And then I lied. Because that's what you do, right? You know it. Everybody is about 8 to 10 pounds lighter than you actually are when somebody asks. You're like, well, last time I weighed uh, and I hadn't eaten in three days, I was like 212. But, but if you ask me right now, I'm like 230. You know what I mean? And so I gave, him, I gave him a weight, and he started to walk away, and he was asking the other people. And I got real curious. I was like, why? This is a random time for him to be asking me how much I weigh. Like, this ain't the biggest loser plane edition. You know what I mean? Like, what's that? So I kind of walked up and I said, excuse me, sir, can I ask you a quick question? He's like, sure. I said, Kind of curious, why are you asking us for our weight? He said, well, there is a certain weight limit to the plane, and so we're trying to figure out to make sure where everybody needs to be seated and the fact that y'all can, in fact, fly on the plane. I said, excuse me? <laughs> I said, so you're telling me that if we're too heavy, the plane could go down? He said, I mean, it doesn't happen a lot, but yeah. I said, then look, you need to go talk to her real quick because <laughs> she lied and he lied, and I'm not 212, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, let me tell you right now, just put a whole extra 100 pounds on a plane because I don't, I don't want to be going down going, guys, I lied. I ate some Hostess cupcakes on the way here. I'm the reason we're dying. You know what I mean? Like, these are just things you need to ask why. Like, what if I just been like, no, we're good. Yep, you, you want to know how fat I am before we get on the plane. Like, like, we need to ask why, even as an adult, ask why? I was reading an article the other day from a particular psychologist, and he said this. He said, human behavior is driven one of two ways. Watch this. Manipulation or inspiration. The human behavior, we're either driven by manipulation or by inspiration. And manipulation is fueled by the what? What do you want? What do you want? Because I can manipulate. Are, are you hungry? Do you want to lose weight? Depending on what, I can manipulate the situation to make sure you get what you want. So if I'm driven by the what then I can be manipulated, right? Meanwhile, inspiration is fueled by the why. So in order for us to be inspired to do something, then we're doing it because we know why we're doing it. If we can be manipulated into something, it's because we're doing it because of what it is we're doing. Let me help you with this. Anything that you do consistently, anything that you do faithfully, Anything that you are still doing and have been doing for a long time, you are completely clear to why you are doing it. Did you go to work last week? You know why you went to work last week. Because if you didn't, your car would be repoed out of your driveway, right? You know why you went, so you consistently go. We know why we take our kids to school. Because we want them to be educated so that they can leave our house, right? So we know why we take them. You know why you come to church. You know why you serve in church. You know why these things. Anything that you know the why for, you consistently do. Likewise, 
our struggle to do something, so in other words, anything that we don't consistently do, anything that we are uh, hit or miss about, anything that we struggle doing, it isn't due to what we're doing, but listen to me, it's the fact that we don't know why we're doing it. So let me break that down again. Anything that you consistently do, anything that you, think about your week real quick, real quick. Think about the three or four things that you did consistently. Did you brush your teeth? Do you know why you brushed your teeth? Thank you. Definitely. I need you to talk to my kid after church. Did, you, did any of you eat at least one meal a day? Yes. Do you know why you ate? Yes. Here's the big question. You ready? Did you put on clothes when you left your house? Thank God. Do you know why? Yes. Okay, anything that you did consistently, you knew why. Anything that you struggled doing, anything. I, I met a friend of mine at a place called Hot Works on Thursday. Y'all know about that place? You get into a sauna bed, and you, like, get on a bicycle, and you run in a manufactured hell. That's what you're doing, okay? <laughs> and so I was like, I mean, and, and I, I did it, and I know why I did it. Here's my why. You ready to know? You say, Troy, did you do it because you wanted to be in shape? Troy, did you do it because you want to be healthy? No, I did it because my friend told me after we did it, we could go to Mission Barbecue and have barbecue. That was my why, right? Because anything you do consistently, there's a why. Anything you don't do consistently, you don't know why. Matter of fact, I want to go on to say this. If you experience burnout, it's probably not because of what you do, but it's probably because you forgot why you do it. I was listening to some, you know, a book and a video from an author by the name of Simon. I think he pronounced it Sinek. I'm not really sure. But he talks about the golden circle. And I got this picture, I believe. Let me go ahead and throw it up to you real quick. He, has, he talks about this. He calls it the golden circle. And he's talking about business. And here's what he says. He says, most businesses communicate this direction. They talk about, number one, what their product is. They talk about how their product works, and then they talk about why they have their product to begin with. So he said, that's how most people talk about. Here, here's what my product is, here's how it works, and then maybe here's why you should have it. He said, successful businesses, Apple, Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, all that, they start with the why. Why you need my product, how you get my product, and then if we need to talk about it, we can talk about what the product is. I'll give you, I actually did some research to give you an example of this. Let's real quick talk about the difference between Popeyes and Chick-fil-A, all right? How many of you say Chick-fil-A is better than Popeyes? Raise your hand, okay? All right, maybe not the taste. How many of you say the service at Chick-fil-A is better than Popeyes? All right, every hand goes up. Listen, I actually researched this. If you look up the mission statement of Popeyes, here's what they're going to tell you. They're going to tell you what they serve, which is Louisiana, Louisiana food. Louisiana tasting food. That's what they're going to talk to you about. Here's what we have. Louisiana tasting food. And then if you read a little bit more, they'll tell you how. We use these spices and that spice and it's all nice and all this kind of stuff. But you don't really see a why in there. There's just what their product is and how their product is. If you look up the mission statement for Chick-fil-A, it talks about stewarding to be able to bring God glory. It talks about being able to serve people in our community. I want you to say this is an actual quote from Truett Cathy, the guy who opened Chick-fil-A, watch this. We should be about more than just selling chicken. We should be a part of our customers' lives and the communities in which we serve. Here's what he's saying. He's saying we know our 
Why? We know our why. We know why we're doing this. Yes, we're selling chicken, but everybody sells chicken. McDonald's sells chicken. I think Taco Bell sells a version of chicken. <laughs> not really sure what that is, but it might be crow. I'm not really sure, but, but everybody sells chicken, but we want Chick-fil-A. Why? Because Chick-fil-A knows their why. And that's what Simon was saying. He was saying when you start with your why and you work your way out to your, people will care about your what if they know your why. And this is so important for us to understand when it comes to our circle. Because when it comes to the people in your life, if you're constructing a circle for the what, then they're not going to be interested. But if you're constructing the circle based on the why, then they're interested. Watch this. I wrote this down. We have a, when we have a clear why, watch this, it will inspire our what and motivate us to discover how. Okay, let me explain. When you know why you're doing something, it brings inspiration in you to do it. Okay, it gets you out of the bed. It gets you off the couch. There's inspiration when you know why. So if you have a clear why to you meeting with your group, if you have a clear why, it's going to inspire you to do it. And here's my favorite part. It's going to motivate you to discover how. And here's what I mean by that. When, when hardship comes, when it's raining outside, or when you don't feel like it, or when so-and-so's sick and they were supposed to bring, you know, the hummus or, or whatever uh, healthy people eat, you know, whenever there's some kind of, of, of issue, your why will motivate you to discover how can we do this, all right? Y'all may or may not know this, I'm about to put everybody on blast. Um, almost every Sunday, we are operating with some kind of problem because we are a set-up and tear-down organization. So we come in here every Friday night, and we set all of this up, and then we have church, and then we take it all down, and we pack it back up, and we go home, which is why every one of you should serve on the Dream Team so that we can do that quickly and people can get out of here and have a good time, right? Amen? Amen? Okay, so when you do something like that, there are going to be moments where you have problems. As a matter of fact, y'all may not know this, I think it was last week, my little TV down here came unplugged. And so as I'm talking, I'm just looking at blue light, and I'm trying to think, do I even know what I'm about to talk about right now? And, and Andrew runs down, and he fixes it. And here's, the, here's, here's what I'm trying to say. When you know why we're doing this, you imagine if I'd be like, hey, guys, here's the deal. TV ain't working. We'll just go home. Catch you next week. We'll, we'll pick it up next week, right? But you, when you know your why, you find a way to do it, right? You figure out the how when you know the why. And I think it's so important for us to understand that if you are going to meet with people, if you're going to connect with people, if you're going to build a circle of people, you need to know why you're meeting. Because hear me, if you're just meeting because I've asked you to, then it's not going to succeed. If you're just meeting because you feel pressured to, then it's not going to fulfill what it's supposed to fulfill. You need to know why you are meeting. In Luke chapter 10, there's a pretty cool exchange this guy comes to Jesus, and he says, hey, I'm wanting to know how to get eternal life. And Jesus says, well, you know, what about the greatest commandments? Do you know those? And he answers, I got it on the screen. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all of your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, you've answered correctly. You're right. Do that, and you'll live. And here's what he says. He says, but he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? You just told me that I need to love my neighbor as myself, and if I do this, I will live. Well, hey, I got a question. Who is my neighbor? Listen to me. This individual is not looking for a specific per person. He is trying to identify the purpose. 
He's not worried about a person. He's worried about the purpose. In other words, he's not asking who. He's asking why. Why should I love that person? Why? He's not asking, is it Bob or is it Tony? Is it Leroy? He's about three houses down. I'm not really sure if I should love him because if I threw a football, I couldn't make it in his yard. So he's not talking about a specific person. He's talking about the intention and the inspiration and the motivation behind it. He's wanting to know, what is my reason? I, I, need, a, I need a why. Listen, our response, here, here's ultimately what he's saying. My response will be directly connected to my reason, right? The way you respond to having a circle, not having a circle, hosting a circle, meeting in a circle, the way you respond will be directly connected to your reason. What's your reason? So the question was, why should I do this? And here's my answer for you. Pick a reason. Pretty simple. Pick a reason. When I read Acts Acts chapter 1 and I saw that 11 men went into a room and tried to come up with one agreement. Have you ever seen that happen before? You ever seen 11 men go into a room and agree on one thing? You notice there were no women, right? If there was a woman, we'd have been there still today trying to figure out, like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to get hate mail this week. Uh, But here's my thought. They come into the room, and I understand they're all about one mind, they're all about one mission, but I just believe that they all had different reasons. I believe that because they're all different people with different careers and different families, grew up in different cultures and different things, so I believe that they probably all had 11 different reasons. Because I think our response is directly connected to our reason. But watch this. I don't think we all share the same reasons. I'll, I'll prove it to you. 114.4 million people watched the Super Bowl. 114.4 million people watched the Super Bowl. How many of you watched it? Raise your hand if you watched it. Okay, majority. Okay. What was your reason for watching it? You're proving my point, okay? So watch this. Some people watched it because they were 49er fans. Some people watched it because they were Chief fans. Some people watched it because they're football fans. Some people watched it for the commercials, right? Some people watched it for the halftime show. And y'all need Jesus. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They did great, all right? Some people people went over and watched it because they wanted to hang out with their friends, Some people watched it because they heard there was food at somebody's house, and so they just showed up to eat pretzel bites. You know what I mean? Like, like you have all these different reasons. 114 million people watched this game, but everybody had different reasons. Some people were into the game. Some people were at the party but didn't even know the game was going on, right? So here's my point. All of us can be connecting. All of us can be meeting. All of us can be in our circles. But we might all have different reasons. It's okay to have different reasons. But I am convinced that your reason has an ability to shift your response. Right? I was thinking about this. Andrea, where are you? Come here for a second. I was thinking about this. Uh, I was, she doesn't really know much about this, so bear with her if she ends up being really embarrassed. And so um, you, we were talking, and you've got a song by Sam Smith that you really like, and I thought you could sing a little bit of it for us, right? Y'all like Miss, y'all, y'all like Miss Andrea's voice, right? Okay, so, so there's a song that you, you like by Sam Smith, mm-hmm. and you can sing a little bit of it for us. 
Just just sing it off your head. Okay. You got it? Just, just yeah. sing it. Can I lay by your side next to you? You and make sure you're all right. I'll take care of you. do that? How do you do that? Uh, yeah. Alright, so, so, so she did good, right? She did good. That, that, that was her response to me asking her to do that. But she, you didn't really have a reason, right? There was no, there was no like real reason. Mm-hmm. Hence why sometimes when you're up here, you're like, ah! and over here you were like, oh, maybe I'm shine. so I thought I'd give you a reason. So, so Andrea is married to a really handsome man by the name of Caesar, okay? Caesar is not here today. He's out of town. I got the privilege to marry you guys, and I got the privilege to baptize Caesar uh, in a cast in a swimming pool. That was awesome. Um, so, so come right here. Come stand right here for a second because Caesar's out of town, and it's February 16th. Isn't that right? So we're two days away from Val- or we, we removed from Valentine's Day, the love day, okay? So Caesar's watching online. So now I want you to sing it. Like you're singing to Caesar, okay? So, and look, look, see a little camera right there? See a little, little hole? All right, if you're watching online and your name's not Caesar, just mute it for a second, okay? But, but this is, all right, so you, I want you to sing it. Now close your eyes, all right? I, I, if I sounded like him, I'd be like, sing it, baby. I don't know how he talks, but, but, uh, sorry, Caesar, man, my bad. I know you don't talk like that. All right, so, so, so sing it like you're singing to Caesar. Let's see. Can I lay by your side next to you, you, and make sure you're all right. I'll take care of you. I don't want to be here if I can be with you tonight. I don't know where you're going. I need, I need your help. I need your help. Okay. I need your help. This is my wife right here. Tell me the words again. No, no, no. Tell me the words. Tell me the words. Tell me the words. Can I lay by your side? Okay, that's not working. I'm a mouth it, you sing it. All right, ready? Get ready. There you go. Go. Can I <laughs> your side next to you? You Yeah. That's the only reason y'all came to church today. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, my marriage is stronger now. Thank you so much. But you see what I mean, right? The response is different when you have a reason, when you have a why. When, you know, she, she, but without Caesar, she's like, I'm going to by your shine. And then she got all romantic when she started thinking about Caesar watching online. When, when, when you have a response or when you have a reason, when, when you have a why, it's different. So here's what I want to do. I, I want to talk to you just for a few more moments about this. Pick your reason. Pick your reason. I, I, got, I got about eight that I looked up that, that I'll throw up here for you. 
and, and I'll read them through real quick, but this may not be yours, but that's okay. You, you may need just deeper friendships and community, right? Which according to the book of John, that's what this is about. Maybe you just need, you got some friends, but you need like some deep friendships, right? Some, some deep community. That might be your reason. Next reason might be you just need an easier introduction into faith. Maybe church is a little bit too much for you, and it's like, man, this is, this is a lot. But if I could just kind of be in more of a smaller group where I could ask some questions, I, I'd be better. Maybe you need someone to care for your needs. And I know that sounds kind of like you're, you know, like going to go to a retirement home or something. That's not what I'm talking about. I, I just mean like, you know, like, hey, I need, I need help moving. Can you help me? And then I'll help you. You know, I just need, I just need some help with my needs. Maybe uh, you need a group of people to pray with. I talk to people all the, at the gym all the time. They're like, hey, can you pray for me? I'm like, yes. But then in my mind, I'm like, you don't have a group of friends around you that are agreeing with you and praying with you? Like, that, that's something you should have. Maybe you need accountability and a place for openness. Maybe you just need some people in your life that'll say, hey, stop. Stop doing that. One of the videos that you'll watch in your circle, I say, I say this in one of the videos, we're all one step away from stupid, right? So, so we just need somebody to go, hey, stupid, like, just don't, don't take that step. Maybe you need encouragement, right? You just need somebody to come alongside you and say, hey, you're doing a good job. You need somebody to remind you, you're doing a great job parenting. You're doing a great job in your marriage. You just need encouragement. Maybe you need discipleship and spiritual growth. Maybe you're one of those people that you just, you just ready to go to another level. You know what I'm talking about? In your relationship with the Lord. Uh, and then maybe you need help discovering your purpose. You get around some people and you start figuring out what they do and how they're using their gifts to glorify God. And you're like, hey, I could do that. Those are just eight reasons that I found in the Bible that the Bible says connections are supposed to be for. And maybe your reason's not on here, and that's fine. But I'm just telling you, you need to pick a reason. If the reason you meet in a circle, if the reason you host the circle is because Troy said so, then I'm telling you, it is not going to reach the effectiveness that it can. If you do it because this is my why, this, this is my why right here. I meet because, man, look, listen, I, I see it all the time, and I talk about it all the time. There is nothing better that God has given us as a gift on this earth. There's salvation and then there's connection with other people. It's just phenomenal. And if you need it, that's, that's what we're trying to develop here. And so I thought I would send you out like this. It's only fair to tell you my why, right? Because if you've been here for the two years now that we've existed as a church, you've heard me talk about this a lot. And if you know two things about me, you know I'm about the fact that you were created for a purpose and the fact that you need to be in some type of circle with a group of people connecting and hanging out. And so it would only make sense that I would tell you about my why. Now, I could tell you about so many whys. I could talk to you about how circles have just impacted my life for a long time. I think I said last week we wouldn't have planted this church if it wasn't for a circle. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. But I want to share with you just kind of a conviction that's in my heart which is why I'm so passionate about this. And it's why we would put time and energy and finances behind this concept so that you would get on board. And, and I think I got it. Here, here, here's the reason. So, so let me explain a little bit. This was taken not last December, but December before. This was our dream team at our dream team party. So you may be on the dream team going, I'm not in that picture. Well, you weren't on the dream team yet. So, so there's another one. Don't worry, it's coming. But, but this was our dream team. Now, here's what's really cool. We moved here with 18 people. There are over 100 people in this picture. So that just shows you the greatness of God, right? But, but, but let me just walk through for a minute. Let me see if I can, the, the quality is not the best, but I see Paul and Crystal right here. There's Joe and Tati right there. Brian, Kalia, Miss Kelly, or I'm sorry, Miss Karen, Q, Amber. Oh, Lord, it gets real fuzzy. Can you, 
Brandon back here with a Waldo sweater on. There's Malcolm, Miss Debbie, Mr. Larry, Pastor Brian right here, Nick and Leona, Tim. So, so, so here's, here's like, I, I love every one of these people. And I love you. But watch this. I'm just going to pick one. Let's pick, ooh, I wish I could see. Let's pick Jimmy right here, okay? If, if, if I'm everything Jimmy needs, encouragement, if I'm there for him, if he needs help moving, I, I, I can be that, right? But I can't be that for him and everybody over here, right? And everybody over here and everybody in here. And so there's something in my heart that when, when you find yourself in a place where maybe there's a family member that's sick and you need somebody to come and pray for you and you need somebody to bring you food or you need somebody to be with you during a tough time or maybe you were, I don't know, skiing on a vacation and you ran into a tree and you need somebody to be there with you during that or, or you know, maybe your kids are just acting up or, or maybe you need somebody to run an errand for you or whatever. Like, I, I want that for every one of you, every one of you. Because I've seen that in my life. I've seen that where my circle is there for me in a time of need. And I want it for every one of you. And there's something in me that when I go home on Sunday, I'm like, did you have that? Throughout the week, did you get that? And here's what I have to learn about myself. Is I can't be that for every person, right? And if the church has been growing as fast as it is, it's going to continue to grow. And so my why is for you to be able to find that group of people that are there for you in your time of need. And you can be there for them in their time of need. My why is driven by you. And so I'm going to keep at this thing until you finally get it. And until you find it. And once you find it, it's never going to be the same. One of my favorite stories to tell, and I promise you I'll walk away. I met Malcolm and Andrea when Malcolm was up here just a minute ago, Pastor Brian, his wife Andrea. <laughs> He's, he's trying to get some love. Um, be, be, most incredible couple, two of my best friends, met them when we moved here. It's an incredible story how we met them. And uh, she, she found out she was pregnant with their third child. And just through, through private conversation, we knew that she really, they both really wanted a girl. And so the time came for them to have their baby shower. Is that where, where you, gender reveal, thank you. And we all show up at the gender reveal. And I walk in, and they were moving, so their house didn't have any furniture in it. And there were people, I mean, piled in it. And there were some family members, but there were so many people from the church. And that kind of blew my mind, because we had only been probably, what, a year old, maybe a year and a half old? I can't remember. But all these people were there in the church. And we're all lining up, and they're, you know, we're hanging out. They had some, some food out or whatever we're eating. We're hanging out. And it came time for the gender reveal. And my, I should have I been better at this and had the video, but I didn't know I was going to talk about this. Um, but, but somebody's filming it. And they get ready to do the reveal, and, and they, well, I don't even remember what the reveal was, but poof, and it's all this pink confetti. And you would have thought we were at like an NBA professional game, and they just hit a game-winning, you know, shot and over. It was just, ah, everybody just erupted. And I was watching Malcolm and Andrew, and I'm like, how incredible is it to have a group of people in your house who are so for you, right? They're so for you. It doesn't impact, it doesn't impact them at all. It doesn't matter to me if they have another girl, another boy. It I mean, I might babysit them, but that doesn't help me none. You know, they need to take my kids. But I was so in love. It was just such an incredible moment because I'm for them. And you just need a group of people in life that are for you. 
They're just for you. They're there for you when you're in a need. They're there for you when you don't have a need. They're just for you. That's your why. And hey, you might already know who those people are. And we're just going to try to make it better. But if you're sitting in here and you're like, man, I, I don't have that. And you have to allow us the opportunity to help you find that. Part of that is you in just a few minutes getting out there and mingling with people. And part of that is those of you that you, you, you're connected and you have a circle, you reaching out and saying, hey, c- come be a part of mine. Come be a part of mine. Amen? So next Sunday, we're going to hand out these boxes and this thing's going to launch. And I just believe it's going to be incredible. My mother-in-law texted me after last Sunday's message, and she said, this is going to revolutionize your church. It's going to be incredible. But you have to know why. You have to know why you're doing it. There are circles in this church right now that I couldn't tear apart if I tried. Because they know why. Right? Father, we thank you for your faithfulness, for your word. the passion to be able to not just do something because we've been asked to do it but to do it because we have a purpose and a reasoning behind it and so father i pray first for every individual that's in this room that would say i I don't have a circle i pray like only you could do that you would move on hearts of people and that in things that we've provided like the next few minutes that a supernatural connection would happen I pray for those in here that know, God, you called them to host one. They can already name their entire circle, people who look up to them or come with them or whatever it might be, Lord, you've already shown them. You're supposed to host a circle. And Lord, of all things, I pray that we realize that this is not just another organizational concept through a church, but this is an opportunity to operate the way that God designed us to operate, to be there for one another, to encourage one another, to disciple one another, to help one another. I believe it's a concept straight from your word, straight from your Holy Spirit. And so I pray you'd give us guidance and leadership. I pray you'd start to speak to hearts all throughout this room, hearts that are watching. I pray there'll be circles not even happening in this city because somebody's watching online. Lord, we believe this is going to revolutionize, not just the church, but people's lives, marriages, their ability to parent, all kinds of concepts. Lord, direct us, lead us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said...